Welcome to Paranormal Almanac with your host. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to another quarantine edition chosen by you. If you guys don't like it, you only have yourselves to blame because I gave you guys a choice on what day you wanted me to do one of these. And uh, the resounding answer, I said you wanted me to do it on Tuesday or Thursday, resounding answer was both. So suck it, you're getting both. Heidi, hey, howdy, hi, Heidi. Hey, guys, fun fact, the next episode is actually kind of brought to you by Heidi. Her and I were talking. She's a good friend of mine. And um, I was like, you know what? I already started on this episode, but you know, you you kicked me in the rear. Let's do this episode. So it's a good one. I really like the topic. So it's coming up next. That's not a mustache. That is, is, you guys asked me to not shave to go quarantine beardy. This is as good as quarantine beardy looks. If I go any longer, I just look homeless. So, uh... Yeah, no, I just look homeless. It's not good. All righty, who do we got here? We got Jay. Hey, you made it, Jay. And Sean, of course. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Dorian, I'm good. How are you, sir? Alan, howdy, sir. Exterminate Bigfoot hunters. That's right. Let's see. Uh, yes, uh, Tom. Todd, not Thomas. Uh, Todd, yes. Carol definitely fed her husband to the tigers. Um, let's see. Josh, how you doing? Jamie, hi. Uh, time to fix a drink. All right, so the drink this week, if you guys can see, it's not a rum and coke. It is a Dole Whip float with rum. Uh, Disney released... Why is my hat all crooked? There we go. Disney released the um, the recipe online for their Dole Whip floats, which is actually kind of funny because they just use the bag Dole Whip stuff that you can get on uh, Amazon. I actually have a bag of that as well. But I wanted to use their recipe... So it is Disney's recipe with a whole lot of rum in it. Um, yes. So Lily, hey, hi. Jeff, how you doing? Lauren McCune. She already knows what we're going to be talking about later today. Um, I don't even know how to say ag, ag, ag. See, it sounds like I'm doing backwards masking stuff. Rodney from Bowling Green, Kentucky. How you doing, sir? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The Hubble Telescope photos. Uh, they, they have this thing online where you can see what the Hubble Telescope took a photo of on your birthday. So I did it because I'm a, I'm a huge astronomy nerd. Almost more than paranormal, if you can believe that. Um, and then um, Sean was like, hey, look, they did the thing on how you can do like you know what, what the Hubble Telescope took on your birthday. And uh, so she sent it to me. And yep, 
That is correct. It really was. Hi, Kim. How you doing? Yes, the Dole Rum floats, Todd. They are really good. It is scary how good they are. I'm only going to have one tonight. Are we allowed to shoot Bigfoot if he attacks me? No, is the answer. Nope. Sorry. You got to go down. You got to get a photo of him that's clear and not blurry as you're dying. Sorry, James. Those are the rules. Um, Rusty. Hey, hey. Is it delicious? It is more than delicious, Kim. Rum and Dole Whip, you can't go wrong. I mean, you really can't go wrong. And it's real easy to make. And the best part of it is you can add... Whoa. Hold on. It's coming back on. You can add as much rum as you want. They can't stop you. Disney can't stop you. Try and stop me, Disney. Uh, they can't. Um, the uh, Hold on. I want to pan down just a little bit more. There you go. So the tiki shirt of the day, <clears throat> in case you guys were wondering, Buzz. Hey, Buzz. The guy that makes the music that's way better than the music that I just made for my opening. I did a little funky opening for this week's episode. Buzz's music is way better than the crap that I do because I'm not really making it. Buzz is actually making his. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> pardon me. Renee, I know exactly who you are. Yes, hey. Tell Andrew I said hi. Yeah, oh, uh, really, Sean? Yours wasn't as good on the Hubble telescope thing? I'll have to have you show me what that would is. Um, I figured out how to broadcast this on my living room TV. Don't do that. That's way too much curd. On a, I mean, unless you have a small, tiny, like, Michael Scott TV. Don't do not do that. I mean, stick. It's cool, buddy. We're recording, man. All right, so get back to what I was talking about. The Hawaiian shirt of the episode. In case you guys can't see it, I'll stand up for you. There is a little... Yeah, there it is. Jurassic Park covered in dinosaurs. And then... The t-shirt, if you guys get the reference, you're cool. If you don't get the reference, sorry. For those listening at home, uh, sorry. I'm in Tennessee, and we got hit by a tornado. Any interest in the... Oh, really? Well, geez. First of all, Rusty, I hope you're okay. Um, any interest in the H-A-R-P? Yes. I mean, yeah, definitely. All righty. Uh, Stitches, uh, he's he's doing his own thing, April. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be on the... He, he likes to be like a diva. He'll be on the show in a little bit. Stitch, you want to be on the show yet? No. Nope. Not yet. He... You want to be on the show? Come here. Come on, you have fans. The fans are asking for you, pal. See? Those people right there, they're asking for you. Mwah. I love you, buddy. There you go, April. That one was just for you. That is a special stitch appearance just for you. Oh, Jim, how are you doing? Thank you, sir. Fellow Michigander, nice. So how come better-made potato chips are only sold in Michigan? That's not fair. I mean, I know they're sold in a couple other states, but not in California. And it's ridiculous how much it costs to ship better-made barbecue chips out here to California. It's dumb. It's the same price as the product. Pack of 50 is $18.99. No, pack of 50 is $20, and it's $18.99 to ship it to California. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. Oh, you'll hear you. All righty. So, we had a little stitch sighting. We had a little rant from me about uh, how expensive Better Made Barbecue potato chips are, and they are the best potato chips in the world. They get voted that way all the time. They really are. If you guys have never had, this episode's brought to you by Better Made Barbecue potato chips. Go out and buy Find a bag. I don't know how you're going to do that because I can't. But find a bag. They are the best potato chips you will ever eat in your life. I'm not even getting paid to say that. That's just the truth. But anyhow, 
Alrighty, let's get into... Maybe a Dole Whip float isn't the best thing to be drinking while doing a podcast. I don't know. David, hey, how you doing? So, let's talk about getting through this together. If you haven't watched them, listened to them, you should watch it. John Krasinski's Some Good News is the best thing you will ever see. So, if you had the chance, go watch that, then come back to this. If you're watching this live, all you people, nope, you gotta stay. Tim, how you doing, sir? But, the people that have donated to the show through the PayPal link, they're getting me through it. The people here on the Facebook page that are watching this and demanding these live episodes, you're getting me through the quarantines as well. The new patrons, you're getting me through these quarantines. I kid you not. I do these for you, but I get as much out of it as you guys. I love the interaction. I love a reason. I was going to say a reason to shave, but I didn't shave. Next week, there'll be a reason to shave, or next episode. But, so you guys are getting me through this. I want to get you guys through this. But even though this may seem like an apocalypse, it's not. We're going to get through this. We'll get through it together. All the wildlife coming back to populated areas, we may get a ton more cryptid sightings when people are actually allowed to get back out into the world. So, let's take a look at a few apocalypses that came and went and the world kept spinning. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Danny, how you doing? Oh, I didn't realize Jamie texts her mom every new episode. That's amazing. I am good, sir. How you doing, other Danny? There's so many Dannys. Oh, my God. All right, first of all, the end of the world was supposed to happen in 2800 BC. Now, let's see if this sounds familiar to you guys. Our Earth is degenerate in these later days. There are signs that the world is speedily coming to an end. Bribery and corruption are common. Children no longer obey their parents. Every man wants to write a book. And the end of the world is evidently approaching. That's right. That right there came from an Assyrian clay tablet from 2800 BC. So, first of all, what the hell were the kids preoccupied with in 2800 BC? In, a, in Assyria. And before you say, well, the world did come to an end for them. It didn't keep going for the Assyrians, did it? They were around for 18 centuries until the Babylonian armies. So I'm going to say they had a pretty damn good run. We're going to get through this is the point of this. The world didn't end in 2800 BC. Oh, wow. Hi, Leonora. How are you? Sean, I want to hear more about the creepy trumpet thing. I love that thing. All righty. But let's see another one. So that's just one example of an apocalypse that came and went. Another one that mimics modern days, sadly, is the Pope in 1213. He wrote, A son of perdition has arisen, the false prophet, <clears throat> pardon me, the false prophet Muhammad, who has seduced many men from the truth by worldly enticements and the pleasures of the flesh. We nevertheless put our trust in the Lord who has already given us a signal that good is to come and that the end of the beast is approaching, whose number, according to the revelation of St. John, will end in 666 years, of which nearly 600 have passed. Let me do some quick math there. 1,213 plus 66, 1,279. Don't check. I did the math, right? Come on. Uh, we're still here. Yeah, people are still bitching about Islam. Fuck them, but... The people that bitch about Islam, that is. 
let's all be peaceful, man. We're all getting this together. Everybody is in this pandemic together, so let's be in it together. So in case I have any fans that believe Muslims are evil, all of this started in 1213 by the Pope that was convinced they'd bring about the end of the world in 1279. Didn't happen, guys. It's cool. Well, thank you, Russ. I appreciate the... He, Russ says he loves the threads. I like to do a... Um, a uh, different tiki shirt every quarantine episode. It's mostly an excuse to drink a, you know, a tiki drink. But here we are. Two apocalyptic premonitions, uh, predictions, whatever you want to call them. Neither of them happened. So quickly, moving on before I open up the phone lines. I'm going to open up the phone lines in just a little bit. I'll get to that in a second. But let's go to Sandro Botticelli who painted the mystical nativity. Fun fact, in the lower part of the painting, there's a bunch of small devils wedged under rocks and a Greek inscription that says, I, Sandro, painted this picture at the end of the year 1500 in the troubles of Italy in the halftime after the time, according to the 11th chapter of St. John, in the second woe of the apocalypse, in the loosing, he said losing, of the devil for three and a half years, then he will be chained in the 12th chapter, and we shall see him trodden down as in the picture. I had to look up what the fuck he was talking about, but basically, couldn't he have just wrote, hey, the world's going to end in 1504? Because that was way too much deciphering for me to do. I had to go down too many rabbit holes for this, but that's what he meant. When he did the painting, the mystical nativity, he wrote this whole big thing saying, basically, world's going to end in 1504. So keeping score at home, we have the world will end in 2800 BC, then 1279, then 1504. Nothing. Ooh, Lauren Sapansky just made a Chief Lapu-Lapu. Lop, uh, That's a good tiki drink at all. Uh, I got to drink it from a coconut. Yes, you're right. I mean, but this is a tiki. In You know, it's a tiki cup. So it still counts. Still counts, you know. Um, all righty. So, keep it score at home. World's going to end in 2800 BC, then 1279, then 1504. Nothing happened. We're still here, guys. We're going to get through this one, too. We're going to get through this pandemic. So, up to the people in the chat. Do you want to hear one more prediction? Or do you want to go to the phone lines? This one is up to you. I'm going to do a very interactive show with you guys. I should have had, like, interactive music. Crap. Uh, bu -bu -bu really? There's no music to that? That sucks. Fine, here we go. Hello? What? Wow, my sound all of a sudden shut off. This is going to be a good show, guys. Um, just imagine that I just did the Jeopardy music. Hold on one second. got to adjust something on the mic. That's a little bit better. Alrighty, predictions some more. We got predictions, we got predictions, 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 and phone. So we're going to go to another prediction. Sorry for those who voted phone. Um... I don't know why the Jeopardy music didn't play. That's weird. Well, just pretended it did. Maybe I'll add it later. All right, let's keep going then with another prediction. This is a this is a funky one. This is a good one. You guys that chose prediction, you chose very well. 1409, oh, I'm sorry, 1499. <clears throat> German mathematician and astronomer Johannes Stoffler predicted that a flood would engulf the world on February 20th 1524. Fun fact, in Europe, more than 100 different pamphlets were published about Stoffler's doomsday prediction. A bunch of people started building boats 
the economy was booming from all the boat supply sales, and there was a German nobleman, a man named Count von Igelheim, whose name is really fun to say, and he built a three-story ark on the Rhine. And at the crack of dawn on February 24th, no, I'm sorry, February 20th, 1524, von Igelheim boarded his ark and had his servants drag assorted supplies up the gangplank. Now, crowds had gathered, some to see what would happen, but most of them were there to make fun of Captain Igelheim himself. Here's where it gets fun. The teasing quickly stopped, though, when, surprise, it actually started to rain. Just a little bit, but it was enough that the crowd panicked. And I mean really panicked. They were trying to get on board the Igelheim Ark. They were freaking the fuck out. They couldn't get on board. Hundreds of people were actually killed in the stampede. Now, because von Igelheim refused to allow any of them on board, he was eventually dragged off his ship and stoned to death by the remaining crowd. Now, the panic only ended when the rain stopped altogether, and those that weren't stampeded or stoned to death went home. Also, 20,000 Londoners, let me say that number again, 20,000 Londoners abandoned their homes and gathered on surrounding hillsides to wait for the rain, which never came in London at all. Now, Stofler said, Oops, I, I got it wrong. It's actually supposed to be 1528, not 1524. My bad. And English astrologers who still believed him, they announced that their calculations were off by a hundred years. That it was supposed to be February 1624. So, there we go. Three more dates to the, yeah, three more, two more dates for the apocalypse. No, three more. 1524, 1520. Yeah, three more dates to the apocalypse that never came. So, yes, uh, not von Dingelheim. It is von, von Igelheim, right? Wait, I lost it. Where is it? Yes, von Igelheim. And again, that's just fun to say. Dingelheim, equally fun to say. But 2800 BC, 1279, 1504, 1524, 1528, and 1624. Boom. No apocalypse. Uh, it could be von Wiggelsheim. It could be von Wiggelsheim. Because that is equally as fun to say. I'm telling you, any way you say it. But I want to know what happened to that guy's ark. This guy built a three-story ark and was stoned to death, so obviously he's not using it. What happened to the ark? I realized it was in the 1500s, but you got to figure that ark probably stayed around for quite a while if he did a good enough job building it, which it sounds like he did. So, um, yeah. The point of this is 20,000 Londoners went up on a hill thinking it was going to rain. Hundred people, they got they got uh, stampeded. They died. That ain't good. Igelheim stoned to death. Not good. It's not going well for the uh, the apocalypse predictors, if you will. All right, let's get back to the chat. Brittany, loving your Hawaiian shirt. Well, thank you, Brittany. Uh, yes, uh, David. He thought he was the next Noah altogether, and it didn't quite work out for him. Rosa, hey Rosa, how hi. How are you? Good to see your name in there as well. Alrighty. <clears throat> let's keep that's to keep going. Fuck it, I'll do another one. It's my show. I can do what I want. It's only 20 minutes into it. The next apocalypse happened, but not really. 
on May 19th at 9 a.m. in 1780. Oh, yeah. You know what, April? You're right. I guess it was the end for some of them. Yeah, that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Good call. All righty. We're at May 19th, 9 a.m., 1780. The skies over New England was enveloped in darkness. An 1881 article in Harper's Magazine stated that the birds went to roost, the cocks crowed at midday as at midnight, and the animals, animals, and the animals were plainly terrified. Now, this was all because it just got dark. Why did it get dark? Well, it was a huge nearby forest fire and some thick fog. That's all it was. Nothing else. Nope. No apocalypse. That's all it took. Add 1780 to the list. 2800, 1279, 1504, 1524, 1528, 1624, 1780. Whew. Haley. Hey, hi. How, how are you? Oh, from England. Yeah, it one thirty in the morning there. Jesus. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I'm sorry that it's so late. I got to figure out how to do these during the day when I'm supposed to be working. But I'm really working. I can't do them during the day. I wish I could. I got the day job gets in the way. But, hey, Brian. Holy crap. One of my good buddies, Brian, is here as well. Loving the fact that he is here. Okay. So I'm going to open up the phone lines. Do you got a ghost story? I want to hear it. Have you been out somewhere? Oh, actually, wait. No, I take that back. Anyone with a paranormal story... Yes. Cryptid story? Yes. Demon story? Yes. Black-eyed child? UFO? Ghosts? Now, have you have you been out somewhere and have you seen or heard a ghost? Now, I get that a lot of people have ghosts at home. Sean and David, me, a bunch of people. Sean Bishop, lots of people. But, oh, sorry, Corey. Stitch just jumped down. You have to uh, wait a minute. Stitch will be back. He's got things to do, man. Um, oh, good. Russ, I want to hear your ghost story. But... Uh, Rosa, it's always good to see you. Please come back and listen to the podcast. It'll all be there. All right. I get that a lot of us have ghosts at home. But have you ever been out and about and then you see a ghost? Because I want to hear about those stories too. Russ, I want to hear your ghost story. You guys can call me. Where is it? Pointing, pointing, pointing. There you go. 818 732-9399. Let me make sure that the lines are open. I think I opened them before I started this whole show, but let's make sure. Do Not Disturb is off. Lines are open. Phone is where the phone should be. So, Russ, if you can, 818-732-9399. I want to hear from you guys. Oh, I agree. The Facebook Live should be called Drinking with Kurt. Well, you know what, though? Sean Wagner, Sean, is supposed to make uh, bingo cards, I think. So, um, got to get to that. I actually just forgot till just now because I was actually going to make some, but I completely forgot. So, uh, I'll have to make some of those, too. Oh, there's Stitch. There was a Stitch butt. There's Stitch tail. Come on up here, pal. Kurt Sam. All righty. Listener, you're on the air. Who am I talking with? This is Russ. Russ, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing good, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Are you keeping th- getting through this, keeping safe? Oh, yeah, working, 
40, 50 hour weeks, but yep, I'm getting through this. Yep, you and me both. Are you working from home at least? No, I'm not. I actually work for a company that manufactures sports lighting. Oh, wow. And they won't eat. Well, I guess you can't do that from home, could you? That'd be weird. That would be a little hard, yeah. <laughs> well, all right, so you said that you have a ghost story, right? Um, I have a, I have a lot, but I have a couple if you're talking, you know, not from home ghost stories. Sure. You know what? Hit me with your best ghost story. It can be from home, not from home. Tell us, tell us, well, Russ. What I want to hear the ghost stories. Well, one of my favorites is my wife is uh, sick. She, you know, she's real kind of weird about the whole paranormal stuff. But we were out geocaching in small cemeteries. They have a haunted Illinois where. You know, you be respectful, you do your thing, you learn history, you leave. Interesting. That's but, cool. I like that. But we happened to be in one, and I kept having my attention drawn to this far corner of the cemetery. And she noticed me looking, and she kept asking what was going on. I said, I can't say I saw it with my eyes, but I could mentally see little boy. Oh, and not just a ghost. You have a, a little a kid ghost, the scariest of all ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I remember until this day, perfectly in my mind, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten year age, kind of dark, sandy hair, blue jeans, you know, little kid kind of polo shirt. And I told her about the boy, and she got kind of weirded out. And then it hit me, and I just remember asking her, why is he wet? Wait, he's wet? He was soaked, head to toe. I mean, just dripping wet. And she's like, okay, it's time to go. We drive away, we get home, and she pulls up this picture, and she said, is this the boy you saw? And the picture was spot on from what I saw. Maybe the clothes were a little different, but it was that boy. What? So wait, and who is the boy? He was buried in that cemetery. He was playing in a creek, you know, country creek. They lived in the general area, and his brother were playing. The boy got caught underwater, and his brother went to try to save him, and he drowned Oh, my God. So they actually could tell you, they could actually corroborate what you were seeing. Yep. Now, you said that you really didn't, like, you know, like, visually, like, look at it. It was, what was it, the corner of the eye, or was it just, like, a mental image? What What do you mean? At first, it was just that feeling like, hey, you know, someone's hanging out over there. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I know you've been around paranormal stuff, you know, you feel that draw. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, spidey if you want to call it that, but you feel that, you know, you're zoning in. And I saw the area, but, like, in my head I saw the boy standing there. Now, so this is more of a modern, this isn't like, you know, some Victorian ghost. This is like a modern kid ghost. This I think he passed. It's been within 10, maybe 15 years. Wow. Yeah, I'd call that a modern ghost. 
Holy crap. Now, and, how did sorry. you react to seeing the ghost? Honestly, I'm used to it. I've seen, felt, sensed, heard the paranormal since I was a little kid. Wait, I want to know more about that. When was the first time that you had a paranormal experience? I don't remember, but my mom told me I used to know the name of ancestors that were dead long before my grandparents were Oh, alive. really? You're one of those kids that like actually saw like dead relatives. I don't remember, but the first I clearly remember is, to this day, I remember being woken up out of a dead sleep and my great-great-aunt Alice was sitting at the foot of my bed, which was weird because, you know, we live in eastern Iowa. She lived in Missouri. was in a nursing home with Alzheimer's. But she just smiled and said, you know, I have to go home now, but I wanted to say goodbye before I left. Oh, wow. And then I assume she passed away. That night, I... I ran in my parents' room because, you know, I'm probably six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, There's I, a crap on Well, yeah, that's and terrifying. Was, yeah. It's in my room. <laughs> and, you know, parents, oh, no, you just had a dream. I'm like, no, I was awake. And they're like, you know, sleep with us. Not even 10, 15 minutes later, rings, and this is 1 o'clock in the morning. It was my grandma calling to say she had passed. Wow. So, so since you've been around ghosts and you've seen a lot of ghosts, obviously you seem to be connected to the paranormal. Was there other, ever a time where you kind of like faded out? Like a lot of kids see them and then they kind of just forget about that and they're quote unquote normal kids. Or was it you always, you always had these, these, um, paranormal encounters? Always. Really? It never went away. Right. There's buildings to this day, even in my home, I will not go into. And there's some checkered history, and just, I still won't go into them. So, you know enough to be, a, I mean, maybe not afraid, but you know enough to be cautious of some of the paranormal activity out there. Have you ever had a run-in that gives you good reason to be that cautious? Um, have you heard of Edinburgh Manor? In Iowa? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's kind of... It, depending on stories, you know, it kind of goes between, like, a... You know, not quite asylum, but, like, a county home, you know. Yeah. Where people live there, work there kind of thing, but... Um, I went there with a paranormal investigation group. You know, they have those places, you know, oh, stay overnight, hang out with these people... And they were doing the spirit box, you know, the one that cycles through the sure. radio channel. Yep. And they were trying to get a response from it. And they were asking people, you know, hey, does anyone else want to say and, you know, elicit a response? So I got combative and I got insulting. And, like, just the atmosphere of the room, just, it got cold, it got tense, you know, you just felt pressure and... And the guy who was running it asked, he's like, are you getting mad? And, you know, it cycled through, like, I don't know, maybe a dozen stations, and you just heard, yes. <laughs> and then they said, do you know who's doing this? You know, 
if you want them to stop, say their name. And, you know, made another 10. Then you heard, Russell. Really? And then I started smelling smoke, and I got feeling hot. Had to get up out of the room. And I was talking to the guy who kind of curates it. And he said, oh, yeah, you know that bed frame you're laying on? Yeah. He said, someone was burnt in that bed. Holy crap. So, all right, so you... you <laughs> I like the fact that you were like, yeah, I got combative, and then it, you know, talked back. That's what happens, folks, when you open yourself up to the paranormal, and then, you know, you, you start doing some of this stuff. You kind of uh, get what you asked for, wouldn't you say? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to do that very often, but I did have a protection amulet on me. I oh, believe, good. you know, in the power of prayer, you know. Sure. I have my faith. I'm not conventionally Christian, but I still have my faith, and I believe that protects me. Sure, of course, yeah. But you still don't want to piss off the other side. Yeah, no, no. You definitely don't want to piss off, like, people that play with Ouija boards, people that get too combative. There's a lot of these shows oh, where they no. start to really get combative, and I'm like, dude, you're opening yourself up to stuff. I don't care how protected you are. You have opened yourself up to stuff, and it's probably not a good idea. Because anyone who really sees the paranormal, I see we're looking through, like, a peephole into the other side. I agree. That, you only see a small fraction of what, beyond what we know. You start messing with that, you might as well just throw the door open with the people covered. <laughs> you know what? No. No one wants that. No one needs that. Well, hey, this is this was a fantastic call. I, I, and you said... You have a lot more stories, so I expect you to call back. I want to hear a lot more of these stories. This was fantastic start to this episode. Thank you so much. Hey, do another show Friday. We celebrate my birthday. Oh, no kidding. Well, happy... All right, first of all, happy early birthday, everybody. Wish him a happy birthday real quick because um, there's. I'm not singing for you. You know, that I made, the mistake, right. I made the mistake of singing for Sean, and no one needs to hear that again. But, uh, Russ, everybody wish... Russ, a happy birthday. First caller of the night. Took some guts to call in. I appreciate it. Fantastic stories. Um, if I do do another one of these things on Friday, please call in. Remind me. And I will wish you a happy birthday for real. Hey, you know what, Kurt? We all appreciate you. You know, you, ah, you take everyone. You listen. Whether or not you believe it, but you show respect to everyone and you show decency and that's missing too damn much in this world. Hey, I appreciate that. I really do. And and look, the respect and the love, it's real. I I, I, can't, I appreciate you guys so much. Everybody that calls in, everybody that listens, I really do appreciate. And, and I agree, it is missing too damn much in this world. So again, I cannot thank you enough. Honestly, please call back anytime. I would love to chat with you again. We'll do. We'll talk to you later, Kurt. Thank you again. Bye now. All right, everybody in the chat room, happy birthday to Russ. Oh, you're already doing it. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Look at all the happy birthdays in there. Fan-flippin-tastic. Um, my buddy Brian was saying that he sometimes, he sometimes gets woken up to people knocking on his door, saying his name, but there's no way they can get to the door unless they get to get through two steel security doors. What the what? I got to check out this place sometime, Brian. I got to pick up my shirt, my little Sebastian shirt. That'll give me an excuse to check out your place. Or you can come over here once all of this hell is done. Um, 
Okay, uh, I agree. Uh, Jeff was like, that's so special when they say goodbye. That's pure love. I completely agree with that. I love hearing those stories when people come by to say goodbye or... Oh, all right. We got another caller right away. Caller, you are on the air, even though I already know who this is. Yeah, I do. It's Sean. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I am fan-freaking-tastic. I saw something cruise by, but I'm waiting for you to bring it up on this call because I don't like what I saw. But uh, this is Sean Wagner, not, not, not Sean Bishop. Sean is the one that did the... Um, the the tarot uh, reading. The, yeah, the tarot reading, which, before we get going on your call, I definitely want to hear what you have yeah. to say. But, so... Remember in the tarot reading where you said that there was going to be a fight between me and a friend and it's going to be unexpected? Yes, that's, out what of the blue? Been, that's what I've been worried about for you. So what happened? Yeah, no, it was, a, it, um, it was a co-worker friend out of nowhere. And I'm like, fuck you, because it's all through chat and everything because we're all at home. But it took like 15 minutes and I was like, oh, oh, what the See? what? I, don't know. I told you to just watch for it. It didn't have to be a close friend, but as long as it's someone that you had in your oh, friend pool. That's exactly it. This yeah. wasn't just a coworker. This is a friend coworker. So, yeah, it was really unexpected and bizarre and happened just like you said it would. So, since you said yeah, that's what's going to happen. it takes usually about a week to a month, yeah. Yeah, so I'm expecting all the good stuff to happen, you know, like all of the yes, financial that, gains. Yes, that may take a little... Yeah, no, that may take a little longer, but as long as you stay with the path that was kind of lined out, like what you should stick with, it should pan out the way that it sets the cards. Yeah, no, all right, so good. One for one so far. Well played, Sean. Um, <laughs> so what, what, what you got for me tonight? All right, so I kind of want to delve into, since I brought it up um, twice on the last uh the last live shows, the doppelganger that I keep seeing. And I have actually kind of analyzed where it may have originated, and I don't actually think that it's attached to David. I think that it's actually attached to me, but it takes on the forms of whoever is at the time closest to me. So I think I've kind of, I'm starting to kind of pinpoint it. That makes sense. That really Hopefully. does kind of make sense why you're seeing a doppelganger of David or whomever. Like, that makes total sense. Yeah, now the first time that I actually saw this thing, which is why I think it could be me, because the first time it appeared, it didn't take uh, the form of David. It actually took the form of my ex-husband when we were together um, back in 2011 when we had just gotten engaged. This was like a month or two before our wedding. And it originally came to me uh, through a dream and I remember I left the bedroom because I couldn't, my husband wasn't in bed with me. I went into the living room in the dream and my husband is sitting on the couch and there's this weird black tar that was kind of dripping from his eyes, his mouth, his ears, and kind of just consuming and dripping down his body. And of course, you know, that's kind of terrifying. So I freaked out in the dream and tried to run back into the bedroom. Sure, yeah. Instead, instead ran into this giant... Um, it looked like it was just a black mass of, of tar, um, very hot. It was just a, a weird creature. And it said that, uh, it said my, he said, Kyle isn't there anymore. He can't help you. And when I tried to turn away from the creature to run away from it, because I didn't know what it was, 
my husband is no longer on the couch. It's just a giant black puddle that kind of smeared all over the couch onto the floor in this really gory manner. And then I felt a searing hot pain as this thing kind of ripped through uh, the back of my spine through my stomach. And I woke up screaming in actual pain to the point where I actually was brought to the hospital because we couldn't figure out what was wrong. And they said that it was... um, they just tried, they classified it as uh, night terrors instead of nightmares, so it was, sure. um, the brain psychologically tricks you into feeling it's real. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time that I remember it, and then more recently, um, it's been very sparingly over the last six years, but more active this past year, with it copying and mimicking David. Um, some of the instances I've noticed, um, like if I'm going to the bathroom, it sometimes is standing uh, where the living room kind of meets the dining room. There's a giant uh, arched doorway, like there's no door, it's just a giant doorway where the two meet, and he's usually standing kind of hidden off in the corner uh, when the lights are all off, and I'll see it for a split second, and then he's gone. But there was one instance recently that I kind of freaked out and asked David why he didn't see it because it was right there in the room with him. Uh, David's side of the bed is the right side, and this thing was sitting on the left side while he was sitting on the right. They were both in the room at the same time. So wait, And wait. I looked at it. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I walked into the bedroom, and I looked, and on my side of the bed, the doppelganger was sitting on my side of the bed in the same position that David was sitting on the right side of the bed. And the only difference, the reason why I know it was the doppelganger and not David, is his hair was a little crazier, a little longer, and kind of standing up a little bit, um, where David's is kind of, it's a little shorter than what I saw. And David's hair right now has a little purple in it from when we dyed it last, and now we can't do it. But the doppelganger was jet black, and the eyes were a lot brighter, and you can see, like, you know when you look at a crazy person, you know that they're insane just by the eyes? It kind of looked like that. This wide, bug-eyed, just not, something's not right kind of eye. That's what it looked sure. like. And I blinked, and it was gone. And I asked David, did you see that? And he said no. And we played back our bedroom security footage. Ooh. Nothing's there. There's nothing there. Really? And there was one There was one time, and I'm really pissed this happened, but we had security footage where we were sleeping and you saw a shadow figure climb on top of me on my side of the bed. And when we tried to play it back, because we only watched it once. We watched the security footage once, and I think it was a couple months ago, probably in January. Something climbed onto my side of the bed, kind of hovering over me, Ooh. and then disappeared. And it was a big black mass, and we don't have the film. It deleted that entire month's worth of recording. But just that month, nothing from January we have recorded is there. And it happened after we reviewed that footage. Once we saw the footage once, we were going to show our friend Steve, and it was gone. Can't find it anywhere. Well, first of all, that sucks. From now on, you know, like, take your phone and, like, film the screen while you're watching it in case that happens again. Yeah, that's what that's what we've decided we're going to do next time because we just don't trust that. But it does seem and it like... And through on the phone. Oh, God, yeah. It seems like your, your security camera footage, whatever is in your house, can be caught by technology, though. 
So that's good. Use but it's that only been, we've only we've only noticed it caught. Um, I think we caught it twice, and that was it. Yeah, but and we've it, had the camera for almost a year. But something funky happened when you and I were doing the tarot reading, and it happened at the exact same time that the yeah, camera the, happened. Yeah, the camera completely shut off. Yeah. Yep. So there is something like it does seem like you should be able to start to gather or get some evidence of this not that i don't believe you you know i do but like this way you can have some evidence to show people and be like look something's happening oh yeah absolutely but now and that's what that's what we're trying to do that's why we got the cameras in the first place i originally thought you know maybe david was just being paranoid and throwing cameras places he's like no i've been feeling something in this room is stronger than it was um last time we lived here because like i like i told you we moved to tennessee for a year and then we moved back since we moved back something has gotten a little stronger. It feels like there's more activity than there was the last five years that we lived here. Yeah, it does seem to be building so to something, was... for sure. Now, when yeah. you said that, and... right, so it's on the one side of the bed, David's on the other side of the bed. Yeah. Are you kind of going like, like what the, like looking back and forth real quick? Are you just focusing on it? Are you saying like, it's right I here, honestly, David? I honestly just felt, I honestly focused it, I, my eyes focused on it because David never sits on my side of the bed for any reason. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's weird like that. He stays on his side of the room, I stay on my side. He never sits on my side of the bed. So I, when I looked at it, I looked and I initially thought, like my brain went to, why the hell is he on my side? Is he looking for something in the drawer or something? And then I kind of glanced over and saw he was, in fact, sitting on his side. And that thing was gone once I looked over at him like the actual David, and there's obviously no way he can move that fast as a human, so clearly there was something else there. Sure. Oh, sure. Now, did they, did did you see any physical impressions on the bed? Does it have any weight to it? Is it just all... Um, while, it, while it was sitting, it did seem to have a little bit of a physical impression, but when I looked when it was gone, it was just gone. There was no, there was no evidence that it had ever even been there. And that's what that's what bothers me is that in the moment, it seems very, very, very real, and then it's just gone. Nothing ever happened. It was never there. Sure. And I don't understand why. And the other thing that I kind of attribute to the possibility of the reason why it's following me is not just because of what happened with my ex-husband. It's the fact that when I first started getting into the paranormal, like I had said before, it was because I was stupid and a teenager, and I used a Ouija board incorrectly. Yep. I also, I also mockingly named the supposed thing in the board Never um, because at the time I didn't, I didn't believe in any of it. So I saw a can of peaches on the floor, and my friends like, oh, you know, demons. You know, they have there's a thing with power over names. So I decided to name the demon creature, ghost, whatever the hell it was. I named it Peaches because I'm an asshole. Sure. sure. <laughs> but, and but, you've tried. But since then. That's when I started, like, that's when I really started catching more shit from the paranormal. Like, I didn't have sure. these experiences prior to doing that. And it wasn't from the, the first Ouija board, it was from the second one that I, I didn't tell you much about. But I had used it um, a second time in 2010, in October of 2010. And I had actually gone back to my old house while it was still standing. The, the neighbors had already moved out, the house was up for sale. I went behind the house into the field and used it to see if maybe, okay, if there was a portal here, can I still close it with a different board since the first one I burned? And it didn't work. Um, I went back to my ex-husband's house because we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And as I was walking to his house, I saw a lot of shadow people on the street. 
none of them really acknowledging me. It was kind of like I was walking past uh, almost like strangers and other random pedestrians, but they weren't there. They weren't real people. And when I got to his house, um, it was me, Kyle, Chris, and Danny sitting in the one bedroom. And suddenly we heard a lot of growling around the window, around the side of the house and the front porch. There was scratching and scraping noises all against the side of the house. They asked me what the hell is going on because they all kind of knew that maybe I was doing something stupid. Yeah. And I explained to them. I explained it to them. And, yeah. And then my friend um, talked to his father, who is also, I don't know if he, I know he said he was like a priest, and he also studied demonology. So he told him, you know, how to kind of ward the house or whatever from whatever might be there. And when that friend went home to his own house, he woke up and had a huge bite mark that stretched from the collarbone to his uh, shoulder blade. Man. And obviously a human can't bite that wide. And it was taken on like our, I think we had like some flip bones back then. So obviously none of us had the picture anymore. But sure. he had a nice sizable bite mark that looked like something was trying to rip his shoulder off. So, yeah. You... And that was the friend that tried to ward the house. Yeah, so you... since then, that's when I started getting more into the paranormal and... I learned more about this stuff, so I'm thinking it could be that this thing has been following me for this time. Sometimes oh, it goes dormant, sometimes it's more active. And it, you've tried to smudge the, the house. You've tried to smudge the new house, right? Or the house that you're in now, right? Yeah, we've yeah we've done it several times, and nothing works. It's still here. Whatever it is, whether it's David's stuff or my stuff, sure. something is here. There's nothing we can really do about it. Sure. It won't leave. Now, Sean, Russ has a question. Russ says... Um, is there something to do with something green, a room or an object? So obviously Russ is getting something from you, so I'll let you answer that one. Um, as far as anything green, I can't think off the top of my head. Um, the only thing I could think of that has anything to do with green is I have a small vial, and this is going to get kind of weird, I apologize. I have a small vial of um, graveyard dirt, human ash, my blood, and a couple other things that I used as a protection charm to keep my father safe when he had his heart attack, and he has his birthstone is inlaid in the jar, and it is a green stone, but that's the only thing green that I have that could be linked to anything paranormal. I'd say that's a yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Jeff was wondering, is there any way to turn off their ability to bother you once they connect to you? Um, I'm going to let you answer it, then I'll answer it as well. Um, to my knowledge, not really. Like, you, you can you can do protection charms. I mean, we have black Himalayan salt lined against the windows. I had a Seder square on the back of our door, and it doesn't seem like any of these things really affect it. Sometimes it will work for, like, maybe a week, and then... The activity kind of starts back up again, like it finds its way in somehow. So I don't really know how to answer that. It, there's only so much you can do because I don't know what it is, whether well, exactly it is in it. fact, you know, maybe, it, it, I don't know if it's a, a ghost, a spirit, a demon, something else. I don't know. So I don't really know how to um, handle the situation. No, no, you, that is, that's exactly right. Do anything about it. You need to know what yeah. it is. You need to identify it. You need to kind of whittle out what it isn't. And then, yeah, you can. There are steps that you can take to definitely get rid of it, depending on your abilities. But for the most part, for the regular, normal, everyday Joe that doesn't know what it is, it's going to take something big and dramatic for it to decide it's done with you or it's going to leave, or whatever reason. So, yeah, no, you're. I, I agree with you. Like, yep, 
you're kind yeah. of, you're kind of stuck with it for the moment until you kind of whittle down what it is and take away some of its power. You can weaken it, sure, but you're not going to yeah, get rid that, of it. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is that since I since I started this whole thing when I noticed the the most activity from the paranormal that happened when I was about eighteen when I actually really started noticing it and feeling it and having experiences. And I'm 28 now. It's been 10 years and it's still not done. Sure. So whatever it is, regardless of what I've tried, it's it's around. I can't I can't do anything about it. Did you uh, ask, at least in my own power. Did you ask uh, the the Ouija board? Did you ask it for something specific? Like you wanted something and it's and therefore you owe it something? Um, the first time that I did it, I asked to speak to my deceased friend who was also my, at the time, I guess we were basically boyfriend and girlfriend, I was in middle school, but he, he passed away a week before he used the first Ouija board, and all I wanted to do was talk to him, and nothing happened, so we burned the board, that was a stupid idea, and then the second time I asked, you know, is there something here, what do you want, and then... I got no responses, so I just tried to close it properly and see if I could just seal the original door that I had left open over there. Yeah. And obviously that didn't really work either because, as we discussed before, that entire block over in Woodbridge is completely gone. Yeah. Everything is gone. All the, all the houses, everything is wiped out. Yeah. Nothing exists over there. Wow. I mean, all right, listeners, anybody that can help her get rid of it, you know, I, I don't think she'd say no. I think she'd like to stop seeing doppelgangers. I don't like the fact that you saw some doppelganger guy, Kurt, driving around. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, but that one, was a, that one was a real person. That one's okay. <laughs> Unless it's like a glitch in the Matrix or something, but yeah. I swear that wasn't me, and it wasn't. better not be some ghost version of me. Um, oh. That would be weird. <laughs> I, I, here, let me pull it up a little bit just in case... David wants to knock off. So I moved the gremlin, but I put Dwight Schrute up there. So you have something else to knock off. <laughs> uh, but, uh, hey, as always, thank you so much for calling. This was awesome. Just another yeah, great absolutely. story. I, I know I can always count on you for a great story. And boy, did I. Well, I mean, I mean, with this one, this one's been my, my biggest story. Because this one has actually been following me for quite some time. And I... Didn't yeah. really know if it's, you know, malevolent, benevolent, or somewhere in between, but it does scare the living crap out of me half the time, so... Sure. It I has mean, an agenda, that's for I, sure. Yeah, and, and, and I don't necessarily... Is because there has been there have been times where, where I mean, I, I feel like sometimes it is out to get me, in a sense, but then there's also times where I feel like it loves me and wants to protect me, so it's very it's very split. Like there's a there's a weird attachment between me and whatever this thing is, and I just personally I would like to at least at the very least know what it is. I so that way that. I would know how I would like to handle it going forward. Sean Bishop but says I I don't know. Sean Bishop said you can start the process by telling it to leave, which I think you've already done. But it's always a good idea. Oh, yeah, idea. no, I have. And then yeah. I, I've done that, and I've also had another idiotic friend give me something that may have linked us together better, which was a uh, the hexagram of Solomon, which gives you the power over the entity. Sure. So in a sense, it's almost like I would be its owner in a, in a weird, fucked-up sense. Like, uh, So I'm not really sure... Um, you know, that, that may have made it a little worse, and I used to wear that, that pendant for like two years solid would not take it off for any reason 
and finally decided to get rid of it because I felt like it was getting worse. Like this thing was really out to get me, out to get the people around me. Sure. And now it's gone back to kind of this weird in-between where sometimes it pops up, scares me. Sometimes it's just gone. Sometimes I feel protected. Sometimes I feel scared. I, I don't really know what to feel with it. Well, that's the thing. Like like you said, like we've said, I mean, until you know what it is, it's really hard to get rid of. But, uh, yeah, you know, keep on keeping on. You know that. Um, all righty. Let's yep, get. Uh, thank you again. Honestly. Call no me problem, anytime. Kurt. Love talking to you. All right, hon. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing that you're always kind of stuck with. Well, what the hell is it? I can't get rid of it until I know what it is. It's not just like yelling through a door, you know, fuck off. And whatever's behind that door is going to be like, yeah, geez, okay, I'll fuck off. No, you got to know what it is. You got to tell it what to do. You got to be very specific. So I see that Sean Bishop has joined the room as well as Kathy McKeon. So many of my friends are here. Sean Bishop, um, I wore this shirt for you. Uh, Again, in the chat so far, I haven't seen anybody actually say they know what this shirt is. So it's up to you. And as far as the uh, the crazy um, Hawaiian shirt, for those just joining, it is a Jurassic Park Hawaiian shirt. There's a bunch of dinosaurs. See? Dinosaurs. So, uh, and the Jurassic Park logo is all over the place. But anyhow, um, Russ says that he thinks that something is joined with an energy that was attached to you, but we already have another caller, so keep on moving on. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt, it's Andy. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Now, Sean told me I should probably say this uh, story on the show, so oh. it's just a quick one. I'm intrigued. What's up? Um, So uh, I told her I was on my third drink tonight already, <laughs> and uh, I told her, you know, uh, I used to work as work at a bar as a cook. So we got free drinks all night. Um, so one night, um, I'm out having a having a smoke, and uh, well, I, I just stepped outside the back door, and the back door was wide open. And what happens is there is a basement directly behind that door, and it just goes downstairs, and then the other direction is right out to the bar and the kitchen and stuff like that. And uh, all of a sudden, while I'm standing there, somebody walks directly behind me because I can see the light and the shadow walk directly behind me. You know, so I go to turn around to see who it was, and nobody's there. Nobody, Nobody's there. Like, like, there's nobody else in the right there like what do you mean like there's nobody there like nobody at all nothing no no person no human no ghost no nothing right because it, it's a staff area where i was standing you know so the doors closed on one side and then the stairs are the other direction i'm like okay they just came up from downstairs and walked behind me to go out to the bar i can look out to the bar and there's enough of a hallway that they couldn't have walked away from me without me peeking behind there. So, so so is this the only time that that's happened, that something was back there? Have, have other staff members seen things as well? Other staff members have seen things. So that was my encounter with it, right? Yeah. I'm like, they, 
I, I, at one point, I, I worked up the courage to talk to one of the bartenders, and I'm like, is this place haunted? I just got to ask. And he's like, yes. Really? Flat out, just like straight faced, no joking. He's like, the ghost's name is Charlie. Oh, you got a name. That's good. <laughs> right? Um, he's like, there was one night I was sitting at the end of the bar, the bartender, was sitting at the end of the bar having his drink, and there was a mirror, there is a mirror, uh, at the other end of the bar, and you can see behind you pretty well, actually. Um, and he said there was somebody directly behind him. You want to turn around, nobody's there. And it's just him and the other bartender that was closing that night. And nobody was there besides those two. Wow. Uh, now, uh, also, there was, there was one other one um, where he said he saw the, there's a smoking area where you could just go outside and it's out on a porch. Yeah. And he, he said, me and a bouncer watched the door open, this door open, wide open, and then just shut on itself. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, no. <laughs> like, straight face. He's like, no. I watched this with my own two eyes. So, did you ever um, make peace with, with Charlie? Did you ever be like, alright, well, there's, you know, he's here now, like, it's cool, like, did you just accept him, or what did you do? Oh, um, actually, uh, I made peace with him. I just knew he was there and it didn't like, at first it was like, I thought I saw a shadow in the corner of my eye while I'm waiting in the kitchen, you know, I'm like, eh, it's gotta be something else. I'm just, my mind's playing tricks on me, whatever, you know? And then I finally asked those questions and they're like, no, yeah, there's a freaking ghost here. And then I'm like, wait a minute. So the night that I saw somebody walk behind me. And they're like, when was that? Real quick, before you ask. Uh, and I'm like, such and such a night. And they're like, okay, he came up early. Usually he comes up after close. Oh, wow. So, and, uh, so Charlie likes you. Charlie liked me, yeah. He liked hanging out with me in the kitchen. Um, but uh, the night I, that he walked past me... Um, he, uh, we were closing, and the key kept getting pulled out of the door. They would leave the key in the door after closing to have a couple of drinks, and then, you know, the last person out locks the door, pulls the key out, walks away. The key kept coming out of the door no that kidding. night on its own, and it had, it's on a tether because it kept flying across the bar. <laughs> what the crap? So, so Charlie oh. didn't want you guys to leave. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they also say, I didn't get to test this one out. If you leave a drink out, it'll be drank or spilled over at the end of the night. Really? At the beginning of, yeah. So if you leave a drink out, sorry. If you leave a drink out overnight, let me rephrase this. Like I said, I'm on drink number three or four. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um... The drink will either be tipped over in the morning or completely empty in the morning. Holy crap. So either Charlie likes the drink or Charlie doesn't like the drink. Right. Now, you you don't still work there, right? 
No, I don't work. Sadly. Now you don't have to, but I'm. You know, I'm going to ask you. Um, can you tell us the name of the place? Maybe somebody in the area wants to go there and say hi to Charlie for you. Um. You don't have to. Don't well, feel pressured I, at all. I don't want to give them, you know, nope. too much, but I will say it's in Fairport, New York. That's cool. No, no, that's totally cool. It, yeah, I hate, village. When, I, I hate when people pressure in to be like, where was it? I want to go. Like, no, it's totally good. You want to you share? That's awesome. If not, I totally am with you, man. Totally with you. Right. Uh, so uh, Kurt wants to know, not me, Kurt. That'd be weird if I just said Kurt wants to know. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Uh, listener Kurt wants to know: Did Charlie ever follow you or anybody else home? I'm going to add the anybody else part. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but no, he did not follow me home. Um, he just liked watching me cook. <laughs> Either you were really good at it or really bad at it and entertaining. It's one of the two. <laughs> hey, you're giving him something to do. At least, at least you weren't like I hate Charlie. Yeah. Uh oh, is it been an hour? Oh, it has been an hour. Alrighty, I gotta let you go because we gotta move on to the Stitch needs a pee break part of the show. All right, no problem. Kurt. Uh, hey, dude, Thank always you. again. No, are you kidding? That was awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad that that Sean or and you kind of Sean kind of convinced you and you decided to call. I always love talking with you, man. Thank you so much for calling. Anytime, Kurt. All right, I'll, I'll see you guys in just a minute. We'll be back in just one minute. I don't know where the music is. I didn't. I didn't cue it up. Uh, sorry, everybody. Just stay for a second. Come on, Stitch. All right. That was a false alarm on uh, Stitch's side. Uh, hold on one second. Let me get all back in here, all comfy. There you go, Stitch. Hop in there. Uh, well, now I feel bad that I that I hung up on you, buddy. But uh, no, it was a great story. Are you kidding? That was fantastic. I love I love ghosts in the workplace. I really do. I've I've been to places. I've worked at places where there was like a ghost in the workplace. But uh, I love it when they give him name. You know the name of the ghost. It's just, oh yeah, that's just Charlie. That's just what he does. I absolutely love that stuff. Um, oh, I should have played Dr. Worm, Russ. I didn't, I wasn't good enough. I wonder if, uh, let me see if YouTube's working now. I don't know why it didn't work a second ago. That really bothers me. One second, because I do like a good suggestion for a good song to listen to. So if we have to take another pee break, I'll be able to do this. Nope. For some reason, nothing's coming out of the speakers. So, I don't know what I did. I messed up something. I really don't know what I did. I was listening to music earlier. I don't know. Um, it is what it is. I would love to uh, play Dr. Worm. I love the fact that other people are recommending They Might Be Giants, my favorite band in all the world. Uh, right next to Dwight Schrute is the VHS copy of the videos of They Might Be Giants. The best. Um, how long are you planning on being on tonight? I don't know, Jay. A um, little bit longer. I'm still digging this. We're getting lots of calls. Great stories tonight. People are all talking. Um, if you guys want to call in, 818-732-9399. The lines are open. You guys can call now. I'll, wait. I'll give it another minute or so. If nobody calls, I'll put it on uh, Do Not Disturb for a second, and I'll continue the apocalypses that never happened. Uh, Broken Peach. Heck yeah, I love that one too. You're right, Brian. Uh, let's see. All of the comments are basically trying to tell Sean Fogner how to get rid of whatever the hell it is that, that uh, Sean's got. And, you know, you gotta like that. Take the suggestions. Don't take the suggestions. I love the fact that the fans are doing this. 
and, and, and Sean said, sorry for rambling. You didn't ramble. You're great. It was a great story. I love listening to your stories. And yes, Jeff, you are correct. That is a Scott's Tots t-shirt that I'm wearing. Because, um, hey, Mr. Scott, what you going to do? What you going to do to make our dreams come true? All righty. Looks like all the comments are just... Um, yes, jo Joshua. Oh, I got a caller. Kurt Sam. Yep, up, up, up. Caller, you are on the air. Hello. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Matt Lane. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Your last one was actually kind of interesting. Uh, we got me believing in ghosts was a ghost at work. Is that right? Wait, so you had a ghost at work and that's what, like, really sparked it off? Yeah, um, well, I wouldn't call it, it was something. It's a ghost or an entity. I think there's multiple telling they act differently <laughs> so tell me about uh, this ghost what did you see well so when i got there people told me there was a ghost there because we get things that get rearranged or they to be there the next day i always thought it was just people screwing with me <laughs> well about three of the working there i did that uh, deliveries for furniture and so I was packing up the delivery to go, and I heard all the tape rip off, and then it was untaped. And so, you know, I picked it back up, and I just figured, you know, came loose on town and all that. Sure. Well, it ended up happening three times before they called it George. I just yelled at it to F off. And uh, <laughs> sucked. Well, after that, I started having a whole bunch of weird stuff that went on. Um, he had two bases in this place. Uh, there's an old apartment building that thing, and so you had one side that was a one side, one side was another. So there's two separate big basements by a wall, and then there's a third floor and a middle floor. Nothing ever really happened on the center floor. Yeah, that's the one where you walk in, except things getting rearranged. But in either basement, he had weird stuff that went on, and upstairs is where things were bad. Um, the upstairs, like, you turn the lights off at night, it felt, I don't know what the way to describe it, bad. <laughs> you didn't want to be the person doing it. Nobody wants to turn the lights off up there at night. But, uh, so up there we had some weird stuff that went on other than that. It's appeared like uh, laughter occasionally. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can say that could have been from coming downstairs. Don't know. But you would hear it up there. But what kind of spooked me into it, other than the box thing, is that they had these old hand crank elevators. The building's a couple hundred years old. Oh, wow. And so we would use it to move our furniture up and down. Well, I went up one day, and there's the one at the bottom. So there's only three ways to access it, one on each floor. And the mid-floor is locked, so you can't get into it. And my buddy was at the bottom waiting. So I went all the way up to the top, dropped their stuff off, came back down, and jammed and broke the motor. Oh, wow. They hit the motor up to it. Well, when we got it all pulled apart, there's a freshly sawn 2 by 4 that had been wedged in between the uh, deal and had jumped it off the track. What the hell? And we didn't sell those. We don't know how it got there. Uh, that's what spurred me into it. It had to become supernatural. Well, yeah. well, yeah. How else could it have gotten there? But, yeah, I only worked there a couple of months after that just because 
that happened. I've been down the basement once. I thought I saw eyes. Could have been an animal. Can't prove it wasn't, but. I, man, I love how skeptical you are. I really, I'm really digging. Like, oh yeah, I saw. I could have been an animal. I heard, I heard laughing. Could have been from downstairs. I love well, this. But my opinion is that the supernatural is just science we don't understand. Me too. That's what I've said. Yes. People, yeah. People uh, overreacting. So. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what made me believe in it anyway. I hey, but, uh, I'd yeah, say that's that a good reason to believe in stuff. Yeah, like you had a lot of stuff that you can't explain. Sounds to me mm-hmm. like you tried to debunk it, which, as you know, I always am for that. So when you when you yeah. when you when you're left with stuff after you you debunked everything else, all right, that then what is it? I mean, you you got to start wondering. You got to start keeping an open mind on some things. Well, I did research on the building afterwards. Oh, excellent! Uh, and I've and I've gone back a few times. Did you find anything else funky about the building? Well, the bottom used to be a blacksmith shop and uh, where the keep of them takes in that area. And there's a guy that goes, hey, Preston, that horse. The upstairs bathroom had a guy who committed suicide in it. And the uh, building had apparently caught on fire at one point. And there's still some burned boards from the basements. I went through there with a camera once, and I can't guarantee that it was, you know, not something else, but it sounded almost like crackling flames in the background oh, wow. of the deal right underneath those. But, I mean, it was a camera, like, back in the early 2000s on a phone, so, yeah, not the best. Sure, sure, but still, that's an odd thing. Um, yeah. So... Since then, uh, since then, the only things I know from people who work there is uh, it apparently knocked over a display, which they claimed to have caught on video. I have not seen it. And uh, supposedly one security camera sees it. He's knocked over. But I don't know. Well, and, if, uh, if you get a chance, if if you can, and, and don't, don't push your luck, but if you can, and you can get a copy of that, I would love to see it. If you watch it and go, all right, there's something to that. I would love to he- see it. Yeah. If I can't see it, I want you to call back and at least tell me what you saw. Because, again, you seem to have a skeptical yeah. mind. So I'd love to have you see it and well, then be like, you know, this is it. Yeah, my opinion is, if it is there, it's not a human haunting, at least. Because it's, it was only more violent towards me that I know of. But I'm also the only person you know, yelling at it. So exactly, maybe. yeah. You you kind of you kind of push back a little bit. So so like I was saying earlier, you push back. Sometimes they push back a little bit harder. Um, but I do I do have a weird theory because that's a very belief in it. But I've seen weird stuff since then that I don't really remember seeing before then. So I don't know if it's not something that you know your mind once you open up to it, you start seeing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, no, you definitely do. Once you open yourself up to this stuff, you'll see more and more of it. And it's not just because, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're making yourself more tinfoil hatty. No, like you're you're opening yourself up to you're thinning the veil. You're opening yourself up to the other side, however you want to word it. Like yeah, exactly. You're gonna get more coming from that. Yeah, here's something I wanted to say. You did a you know on underground monsters a while back. Yep. I worked at the Carthage Underground at one point. Really? There is no, there is no aliens. There are no 
So wait, do you think that so there's no there's no people living down there? No, no, no. There, there's people who work down there. I mean, sure. You said two or three WalMarts inside of some of the rooms. So just cold storage is all it is. Yeah, Most yeah. Like it, it is, uh, you might, when you're down there by yourself, you hear some like echoes and stuff. It might be voices. Who knows? What's but, it? I mean, it's what's underground. What's it like being in such a huge cavern underground that's for cold storage or for whatever it's for? If you want to just be like the normal, yeah, it's just for cold storage, and I can totally get behind that. But what's it like being in something so massive underground that looks so unnatural? See, I like it. I like being in a cave. It feels, you know, safe and security is underground. Sure, sure. You know where all the insert points and exit points are, but... uh I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit strange. It's like having a, like having a building complex, but instead of walls, you get stone. And the closest thing I can say to weird is you get the freezers and there's places where you have water starts to come through the walls and you get these really cool, like, almost the lag type, like formations of oh, water cool. freezing. That is cool. Um, and there's nothing really. It's spooky down there if you're alone and you know, like you're in one of the areas that's not well lit. But I mean, that's that weirdness you feel when things are dark. And, and nothing supernatural that I can say. So do you? Th- so nothing supernatural at all. Did you at least get a kick out of that episode, or are you like, ah, oh, come on? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. As far as I know, there's nowhere you could drive a four wheeler in there without having armed guards come after you. See, that's what I'm thinking. I always <laughs> thought that was really odd that people are just tooling around in four wheelers down in yeah. there, and no one seems to care. Like that just seems bizarre to me. No, no. You have to go through a guardhouse to get into one place. I mean, there is an area where you could get down there that I know of, but it's very skeptical somebody would, and nobody would notice. Well, if you're ever down there... There are... are, I don't work there anymore. I got fired. Well, yeah, I guess I heard some nonsense. Oh, no, hey, that's fine. Um, sorry, if there there are what down there? What was what were you going to say? Uh, there are old tunnels and stuff, but, I mean, none of it's lit, and I don't know of any way you can get down there. So, I mean, it's possible they found some obscure tunnel somewhere. But the likelihood is severely low. Sure, of course, of course. Um, I love the fact that you've actually been down there. See, this is why I like doing these calls or these shows is because I get to talk to people who have actually been to places that I've mm-hmm. I've wanted to investigate. That's awesome. Yeah, I will say for if there are ghosts down there, I never experienced it. But if there are ghosts down there, the whole thing is made of marble and quartz. Oh, quartz! There for we go. Potential, potential for something like that. If you believe that that traps spiritual energy. Yeah. However, again. Nothing that I can say proves or whatnot. I'd asked a few people. They had ghost stories, but, you know, you know the See, I love that, too. Um, no, but that's exactly it. Like, look, quartz stores energy. It really does. So it's it's not like like we were saying, you know, uh, the paranormal is just science that we haven't discovered yet or we haven't, you know, science hasn't explained mm-hmm. it yet. Who knows? Who knows what could be causing that stuff to happen? That's why I think a lot of these things 
are residual because of the quartz deposits under the house. It's just playing it back like a tape. It makes sense, at least to me. Well, that, that part makes sense. Um, the thing I get iffy on is that a lot of people see stuff, and I don't believe it's always something not natural because they, a lot of these people are kind of sketchy, no offense. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know a whole lot who has, but you like these ghost shows and stuff, I mean, it's eh, all too well timed, too well planned out. Oh, I agree with that, 100%. Look, I'm sorry, I've been to places where I've had the most insane paranormal experience, and then I went back with friends, and there was absolutely nothing. It's not It's not the haunted mansion. Shit's not going to happen at the same time, the same place, mm-hmm. and definitely not after... I mean, I, you, look, I get that reality shows are really edited. They're the most non-real thing on TV, but... You know, you can't go to a place, have someone explain to you what you're going to see, and then see that that night in a four-hour period of time, and and it's all going to happen every time. No, I'm sorry, that's not that's not reality. Now, I will say it'll be interesting. The place where I used to work that I had that experience. I'm going to go back because they they sold it and remodeled it. I'm curious, like getting there, and that has any effect. It, uh, it does seem to. I mean, I've heard I've heard from so many people that that does have an effect. But yeah, uh, the only other weird thing I can put on there is that we had one night where the lights all turned on by themselves. Uh, but again, that's something that could happen. Like, who knows? <laughs> Boy, I cannot wait to find out. What it's going to take for you to be like, everything's real. It's all, it's, you know, it's all crazy. There's aliens and there's this, that, and the other. Like, like, no, there, there's aliens. <laughs> oh, well, hey, awesome. I'll take that. The, the I'll take that as a win. Probably, yeah, scientific probability of that is too high. Exactly. So I, tend yeah. to think I tend to think it's less uh, for another planet coming to buzz us so much as another dimension. Oh, so you're, you're, has, a, you're, uh, you're part of the, the people that think it's not, uh, they're not from. It's it's interdimensional. It's not from outer space. I think there are aliens in outer space, but the amount of time, the travel, and everything sure. is just less likely than somebody figured out how to go hop dimensions or even hop time and, you know, gone that way. But again, I mean, it's science. It's not like it's impossible. So, sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Hey, you're keeping your mind open to it, and that's all that takes. I mean, look, you know, Seinfeld, uh, Seinfeld, Jesus Christ, Kurt Einstein said that you can fold space. And so, I mean, who knows what what we haven't learned yet? I mean, there's a a billion things out there that we have not learned. And, you know, they've been around a lot longer than we have, probably. So, yeah, you never know. Well, even, and I don't know if this will send people on your show, but even if you take the Bible, you take God and the Big Bang, says directly in some of the older versions of the Bible, the earth is void and without form, but there's an earth. And then it says, God said, let there be light. Well, if God is a being of pure energy, that explains that, and that also confirms the big thing. And, you know, you can take science and kind of pull these things apart. Sure. Oh, sure. I I was raised in church, and take a lot of these miracles and stuff, and most of them do have a scientific basis on which they work. Sure. And none of it just goes, truth, things happen. 
Yeah. Of course, I'm giving you that one for the whole loaves and fishes. <laughs> but, I mean, even that, theoretically, you could, like, split, uh, like, molecular structure or something, maybe? I don't know. No, hey, I'm with you. I mean... Eric von Donegan said that, you know, it's, it's, you know, the gods were nothing but extraterrestrials. And, you know, who am I to say that, that he's wrong? You know, I don't know. I wasn't there until we get in, until I get in a time machine and go back there and see it for myself. I don't know. That's a bad idea. Well, I, I'll be honest. That wouldn't be the, that, if I was to go and get in a time machine right now, that's not where I would go. I do, I do so many better, cooler things in my opinion. I'd be on the rooftop watching the Beatles. There's a whole uh, comic series in D.C. called uh, Christ of Infinite about someone doing that. Really yeah. screws things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that would be a bad idea. I'm with you there. Well, hey, th thank you so much for calling. This was great. I yeah, mean, thanks for having me. Are you kidding? This was a fantastic call. Um, hey, uh, again, uh, oh, wait, crap. I apologize. I forgot your name. What was your name again? Matt Lane. What? Matt Lane. Oh, Matt, Matt, thank you. Uh, th sorry, I, I can't believe I forgot that, Matt. Uh, thank you so much for calling. I really do appreciate that. This was awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, please call back anytime. This was fun. I love. Thank you, too. I, I Thank you. I love the fact that he had the skeptical mind no matter what. I put the headphones on because um, it got a little loud in here, and I really didn't want to miss anything you were saying because it was really, I was really, really enjoying it. That was a great call. Um I can't say he's wrong. I mean, he's a skeptical guy, believes in science, grew up religious. I mean, I, I mean, there's ticking off all the boxes of a good skeptic, in my opinion. Um, Sarah saw a shadow person on a local ghost tour. Sarah, why are you not calling me? I want to hear about that. Um, boy, there's a lot of back and forths going on in this chat room, but I was so intrigued in this call that uh, I really wasn't wasn't paying any attention. Yes, I said Seinfeld. Well, I don't even know why the fuck I said Seinfeld. It's nothing like Einstein. I think I was in the middle of thinking something and it just kind of combined it all into a word. Um, but just in case you guys are aware, um, Seinfeld also has uh, some amazing theories on interdimensional travel. You guys just haven't heard them yet because all you guys do is watch his shows. You got to get into it, man. You got to read his books. No, I don't know why I said Seinfeld, but you know, See if this was if this was a podcast, I would have edited that out. You guys never would have known. Um, <clears throat> is there a Discord or anything for the Patreon? Uh, there's not a Discord for the Patreon. Uh, Ashley asked that. Uh, there's not a Discord for the Patreon. I wouldn't know how to do that to be honest with you. But um, you can go through. You can search through the Patreon for all of the extra uh, patron episodes, which I have one that I've recorded. I just haven't had time to edit it and get it out. Um, I'm not going to be doing it tonight because of this. I can't do it tomorrow because I'm going to be on my buddy's podcast, um, Comedy on Vinyl. It's a fantastic podcast. Um, we're talking about Weird Al because, in case you guys don't know, the New Yorker, uh, the New York Times had the New Yorker magazine on Sunday, and in the New York magazine, New Yorker magazine, there was a piece on Weird Al in January. Weird Al put a word out saying, "Hey, any people, any fans that want to dress up as Weird Al." Come down to this photo shoot. We want as many as we can get. I did it because I'm a huge fan of Weird Al. Went down there. They did the photo shoot. It was fantastic. He signed my uh, accordion. He's the nicest guy in the world. I've been lucky enough to work with him twice. Um, okay, Sarah, I'm holding you to that. You said you're going to call in a little bit. I would love that. But um, 
I, I've been lucky enough to work with him twice, if you want to call it that way. I was just standing there dressed as Weird Al. And then the last one, I was in one of Weird Al's videos, Perform This Way. So uh, if you want to watch uh, Weird Al's Perform This Way and find me, it's not that hard to find. There's not that many people in the video. Obviously, I'm not the girl with Weird Al's face on her, and I'm not Weird Al. So, you know, it kind of whittles down where I can be in that. But, um, so yeah, so I was lucky enough to do that. I'm going to be on uh, Jason's podcast tomorrow night talking about Weird Al, how influential he was, is, not was, he is, but I mean, it was to me as a kid growing up. Um, so Joshua was talking about Cadejo. I probably didn't say that right. A Central American demon dog. Um, I got to look into that. That sounds very cool. Uh, Robin saw Weird Al in college. Yeah, no, Weird Al's the best. He really is. Russ, yes, Weird Al is the greatest of all time. Um, he's honestly, he's the nicest guy in the world. He was very friendly, stayed. They told us like, hey, you know, don't bother him at the photo shoot. Don't ask for an autograph. Don't ask for a photo. None of that stuff. It's, it's just the photo shoot. You'll get to be in the photo with that, but that's all you can do. And he stayed and chatted and signed for everybody there after the photo shoot. He could have just gone, never would have known. But nope, he stayed, he chatted with everybody, he signed up everything that anybody wanted signed. The nicest guy in the world. But um, since Sarah's going to be calling a little bit, I'm going to leave the lines open. But I want to get back to yet another apocalyptic prediction that never came true. So let's see. Bum, 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 bum. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. No, I don't want that one. Halley's Comet, 1910. So the Chicago Yerkes Observatory made a bad decision, in my opinion, to announce that it detected poisonous gases in the comet's tail. Then the New York Times quoted a French astronomer as saying that the gas could impregnate the atmosphere and possibly snuff out all life on the planet. So everybody freaks out. Bunch of gas masks were purchased. People began loading up on comet pills. Comet pills promised to counter the effects of the noxious gas. And I got to be honest, I haven't looked yet, but when I'm done with this, I want to go on eBay, see if I can find one of these 1910 comet pills because I really want one of those for all the, you know, all the crap that's behind me. I'd like to add it to the, all the crap that's behind me. But uh, as I'm sure you guys are well aware, nothing happened in 1910 or when it came by again in wherever it was, 84, 5, 6, whatever the heck it was. Okay, that brings us to 1974. John Gribben, Stephen Plageman? Sure, why not? They wrote a book shockingly, a best-selling book called The Jupiter Effect. And it warned in March 1982, an alignment of the major planets on the same side of the sun would trigger a series of comet cosmic events that would end up resulting, whatever you want to call it, in an earthquake along the San Andreas Fault that would wipe out Los Angeles right where I am right now. So people freaked out. They started calling up the Griffith Observatory to the point where they couldn't take any more calls. Like their, their lines were flooded with people freaking out about this. This isn't in the 1910s. This is 1974. Then the San Diego Vista Press reported on March 10th, 1982, we've literally had people ask, should I sell my house and move away? 
another uh, planetarium in Colorado started getting the same calls as the Griffith Observatory. Then, one small Christian sect in the Philippines built a maze of padded cubicles and trying out padded suits in readiness for this disaster. So, uh, it doesn't end there. When nothing happened on that date, March 1982, nothing happened. It came, it went, nothing. That's those same two people, Gribben and Plagemans, they published The Jupiter Effect Reconsidered, and it was also a bestseller. Fuck you guys. That's some bold, big, bald bullshit is what that is. That's dumb. Uh, yeah, people, yeah, sure, it was the 80s. People had a sense of humor, but these people were freaking out, like legit trying to sell their house and running away and putting on padded suits. Look, if padded suits worked, I would be dressing like David Byrne constantly in a padded suit. It just, you know, it's not going to do anything. And David is right. David said, we got an alignment going on now. Yes, we do. That really doesn't do anything. So, yeah, people freaking out. Let's see. Hal Lindsey, who did a best-selling book in the 70s called The Late Great Planet Earth. In 1980, he wrote that earthquakes across the planet would trigger meltdowns at nuclear plants and would smash dams, causing massive floods. Look, sure, it kind of happened in Fukushima. It did happen in Fukushima. But it didn't happen in 1980 to the extent of every earthquake around the world would trigger on every nuclear reactor. Sorry. Didn't happen. Uh, you should call April. Sure. Um, or wait, who Rodney? Sure. Rodney, call. Sarah, call. Anybody that wants to call, the lines are open. 818-732-9399. I'm just kind of padding time here. You guys can totally call. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to save the last two predictions. One's real quick. It's a one word prediction, but I'm going to save the last two predictions to the end of the call, end of the, the show, because we're getting close to the end of the show. We still got plenty of time. Don't worry. Anybody that wants to call, help me out. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Looks like the Michelin man. Heck yeah, it would. <clears throat> um, but yes, so, uh, let's see. Rodney. Why did Rodney say he was going to call? Rodney, give me a call. I'm missing. I'm, I, I'm trying to cruise through all the comments right now. Uh, but yes. Uh, wait, why is Dave being a butt about calling? I want to hear about this, Dave. Give me a call. Look, we just talked on the phone like two nights ago. Call in. Give me a buzz. 818-732-9399. Um, I would like to hear that one. If I, if, look, if Dave doesn't want to call, you don't have to. David, you can call me back. I'm going to do another one of these shows in two days. So I'm going to need, I'm going to need callers then too. So don't feel like you guys have to call in right now. Um, oh no, Sarah, finish dinner. Please relax. Take your, take your time. Um, I, yes, I keep saying this on, on the, like on the podcast part of it. 
If you guys are only listening to the podcast part of it, you're only getting half of the show. These the chat rooms just blow up through the whole show and everybody's chatting with each other and having a good old time. And, and I'm trying to figure out how to like, you know, read all of those while I'm trying to do a podcast. So if you can watch these on Facebook Live, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of stuff going on in the chat. If you can be on here live, my opinion, even better. Yeah, I wonder who's calling. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Kurt. It's Dave. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, yeah, I didn't know exactly which thing to talk about, but considering she brought it up, I might as well uh, bring that up. Um, she mentioned that I, I saw something in the woods. Yeah. And this actually happened... Um, this was like... I lived in a certain area that was not extremely wooded, but it was kind of... had some kind of like a... It, it's a smaller wooded area. It was or anything, but I remember that it's kind of like some sort of creature, like almost uh, kind of shimming towards like my vicinity, and that, that was the first time I saw this thing. Um, I've seen it on uh, other occasions where um, well, I just go outside, and it was the first time I saw it. It was. It looked almost kind of like a shadow person, similar to it, but it, like, it was kind of fuzzy, almost. What do you mean fuzzy? And it kind of, like, it looked um, like it would have hair, but I don't think it was hair, because it kind of, like, it's kind of wavy, almost like blurry. Really? Yeah, like, um, the the time, the, the first time that I saw it that it was approaching was I was with, like, two of my other friends. We went to go check it out because we hadn't... We were just, like, BSing and just hanging out or whatever. And um, we went towards that area. And my friend gets closer, and then he kind of backs up for a second. And I went to go check because I was a couple of feet away from him. I went to go check and approach it, and it started coming towards um, me and my friends. Like, we, we were kind of, like taken back by it. So it, it kind of like, it was almost, it didn't even move, like it didn't have normal movement. It kind of like swayed from side to side, which was really weird because it's abnormal. It, it seemed like it was like hovering almost. That's what I was just going to ask you is how did it move towards you? Was it walking? Was it gliding? Was it floating? So it was actually moving side yeah, to side. It was, was it slow? Yeah, it was, it was, um, it looked like it was, the, the timing for it was kind of weird. It was almost like it was speeding up, but it was like it was at uh, like it was moving fast, but not inhumanly fast. It was moving like fast as if like at a human rate, like it was moving pretty quick. Okay, but it wasn't obviously, you know, it didn't look anything human. <laughs> so, um, so that 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 was in that same the same in the same area. I've had other encounters. But, but your friend saw thing, it, right? It wasn't the same thing. Yeah, my friend saw it. He stopped for a second. He he took a step back, and I said, you know what? Like I checked on him. I said, like, what's going on? Like, what do you see or whatever? And then he he pointed over there to the the direction, and it started moving from that direction. It looked like it was maybe like twenty feet away from us, and it started getting closer. It looked like it started getting about like ten feet away from us. And then that's when we were just like, nope, and we walked away. And when I say walked away, I mean, like, we, we walked away pretty quick. <laughs> well, yeah, as anybody would. I mean, yes, okay. Hey, at least, yeah. you're, at least you're, you know, 
with it enough to be like, nope, fuck that, I'm out of there. Um, so wait, apparently I need to tell you that, that Sean is saying, he's not telling you about the one that popped up behind the fence. That's exactly what I was getting to. Okay, good, um, good. All right. See, okay, Sean, so, he's getting to it. So this is, yeah, this is the same location. Not, not, it's, it's the same house that I lived in. So this was the, the first encounter was across the street from the house. I lived in a cul-de-sac. So I was like, like in the cul-de-sac area. Um, the second time, I was in my backyard, and we had, like, a white picket fence, similar to how I have it now, but it was kind of like a, it was like a plastic white picket fence. It wasn't like the actual wood ones, but um, it, um, I walked outside. I went to go have a smoke outside in my backyard, and um, I was just looking around, and I had maybe this, the distance between this was maybe, like, a couple feet, it wasn't that far away. And I saw this all white, it was like the head just popped up, all white. It looked terrifying, but it just popped up for a split second and then disappeared. What the crap was and that? I, yeah, yeah, it was It was all white, bald, like, it looked creepy. Like, it, it had like, almost like, have like a, not even a glow, not like a bright glow, but like kind of dull glow to it. It was really weird. But yeah, I've, I've seen that, um, seen that maybe twice in that area and once somewhere else. But wait, I don't, wait, I don't you've seen this thing exactly more than once like. and in different areas? Yeah, yeah. I've seen, but the, the it's always like, I only see it peering over something. It's it's got to be tall because if if it's able to peer over that fence, it's got to be like six something. Oh wow! Okay, so we're not talking like a little gray alien, little three four foot tall thing. We're talking something that's over six feet tall, white, bald, slender. Yeah, it's it's and, and it's kind of funny because a lot of people say like, oh, you're you're probably like talking about something like a fundamental. No, it wasn't like Slenderman because it actually had eyes and it had facial features. Like, the facial features, um, the eyes were, it was, like, almost like, all, it wasn't all black, but I think, like, it looked it looked similar to, like, almost the, how um, the black-eyed uh, black children, similar to that. Jesus, all right. But, but it's got a humanist or humanoid face. Yes, yes. And it, it just popped up real quick and I went back down. It, it felt like, it's almost like, I know that uh, there's some videos out there online, like on YouTube, where they'll have like these uh, videos of like encounters and you'll see something like pop up real quick and then come back out and most people don't notice it. I actually got the chance to notice it. I just didn't have anything on me to record or take a picture of it <laughs> because I wasn't expecting to see something like that. What the crap, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so do you think that is a physical object or physical being? Do you think it is interdimensional? Do you think, like, how would you, if you had to give me all the details, all the descriptions, what would you say? Do you think it's something there? If you went over there and looked, walked up to it, would it be there? Honestly, I don't think it would. I mean, I want, I wanted very hard to believe that it would be there, but I don't think it would have been there. I don't know whether it was actually 
I don't even know. <laughs> Part of me thinks, oh man, I must have been like hallucinating or something, but there was no way because, I mean, I, I've been like, I've been dealing with this stuff before, like, and it's nothing, it's not necessarily new to me, but that, like, there's certain little things like that that I'll see that it's like, oh, this is new, like, I haven't seen this thing before. Um, I'm not always going to be prepared with my phone because... Oh, I, of course not. Who would be, yeah. I didn't bring my phone everywhere with me. Yeah. I, I was at home. I'm not going to... I didn't need to have my phone outside with me. Uh, but now I've been more focused on doing that, more focused on bringing my phone because I'm going to try to get proof. <laughs> All right, so yeah. what makes... What do you think makes Sean convinced that it's a gray? Um, probably the story that I told you before with uh, my older sister. Yep, yep. Um, it could be that. Uh, it could also be a lot of the dreams that I had before that kind of link towards that because um, they could be dreams, they could not. Most of the time when you hear about um, these kind of incidents like um, abduction cases and things like that, you'll hear about something along the lines of, oh, it felt like a dream. So I... I don't know, maybe those things weren't actually dreams, maybe they were, maybe I was, maybe it's something that wasn't physical that led me to that. I, I don't, I try to keep it in the, in the in-between with that. I don't, I don't really like uh, going too far into it. Uh, hey, I'm, hey, I don't blame you there at all. Um, and, and yes, there, you're right, there, there, chat saying there's more than just grays, a hundred percent. There's, it could be yeah. a, a variety of things. That's why I was trying to, um, determine if this thing is, if this thing is paranormal, if this thing is alien-esque, if this thing, like, if you had to, if you had to categorize it, what would you categorize it as? Would you categorize it as a living being or something else? That's, that's the thing that I've been questioning a lot because it, for me, like, I've, I've always been on the borderline with it. I've kind of been like on the in-between and I feel more towards more towards it being actual sometimes, and then sometimes I don't. Like, I'll, I'll do different kinds of, um, I guess, uh, different kinds of, I guess, information gathering with it. Yeah. And, like, try to analyze it. I'll try to look back, and, you know, I, I try to think maybe, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. So I'll look into different things. That's another reason why I got into the, the podcast as, as well. Like, I wanted to hear from more people's stories to figure out exactly what it could have been, because it might relate to it, it might not. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. definitely help. Yeah, I consider all yeah. of this to be like data. And, you know, the more data we get on something, the, the better we're going to be to understand it. Now, do you think that yeah. you're seeing it? Do you, all right, I don't know how to ask this. Do you think it's following you? Um, Maybe. I, I can't really give a, a full 100% sure on that because I've I've seen a lot of different things. So maybe it could be, like I said before, about other things. It could be a, something, some sort of like a shapeshifter or something along those lines. But sure. maybe it, it actually is an interdimensional being that... But it, but it definitely exists. Other people, other people see it and you still see it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've it's it's been a couple of months since I've seen it. Like, and I honestly, the last time that I did, 
I wasn't even sure that I did. Like, I feel, it feels maybe like, maybe I was, I, I kind of had like a, almost like shake it off kind of moment, or maybe it wasn't that. Like, maybe it was just my mind playing tricks on me. Do you think that's what it was? But I am, I will tell you this much. I am terrified of the grades. Terrified. I've been terrified of them since I was a little kid, so. Did, have yeah, you, so I, I assume you haven't, it, it but could, have you read Communion by Whitley Strieber? I have not. That'll scare the fuck out of you. Don't, 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 look, it'll no, terrify you. I, <laughs> I've I've seen a lot of movies. I've seen Fire in the Sky. I've seen Fourth Kind. I've seen a sure. couple of other movies that have to do with it. I've seen documentaries, and all of them just give me the creeps every time. And it's like almost like an unsettling kind of like this feels like this already kind of happened to me kind of feeling. Hey, you know, I, like I said, I I don't recommend you reading um, uh, Communion. It's an <laughs> incredible book. It's yeah. fantastic, but. I, I nothing has scared me more than than reading communion because I was like, holy crap, I think I've seen that or holy crap, I think you know like you just start to put yeah. together things that you don't you wish you'd never put together. Uh, exactly, yeah. Nope. Nope. Everybody's on board with this <laughs> nope to this thing, man. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But again, I mean, I I want to say it's interdimensional. If it's not, then it's it's definitely it's definitely watering something similar to what Sean was talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If oh. that's the case. If it's not that, then it's definitely that because that's the only thing I could actually put together. I mean, I I don't imagine it being my, my mind playing tricks on me when I've had other things happen that sure. other people gave me proof of. Sure, and that's, that's another reason why I mentioned also the, um, the shadow person thing. Oh yeah. That I mentioned that it wasn't me who saw it first, but it was my sister, and that's that to me alone kind of gave me the full definitive proof. Like I didn't, I felt, um, you know, I felt grievance towards what happened, but I also felt grievance towards the fact that I, um, I wasn't able to have her be around to kind of help people understand that this wasn't just me making it up. Hey, the, you know. I think you're okay. Don't worry. I know like that, that whole yeah. kind of paranoia of like, Oh God, what's happening to me. But, uh, you, you seem to be, you seem to have a good head on your shoulders. You know, Sean's there for you as well. And, and, and she seems to have a good head on her shoulder as well. Um, Hey man, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't have the answers. I wish I did, but you know what? Yeah. The, the more, the more information we get from all of the, all of the listeners and everybody else, only going to benefit us we'll see what happens definitely definitely that's why i that's another reason why i was kind of leery on calling at first just because i wanted to hear from other people too oh god yeah hey i'm with you there um yeah hey thanks again man always good talking with you please never be a stranger definitely always uh, i will uh, you know i'm not gonna be I'm i, I will on. talk to you guys soon. long run <laughs> yeah yeah i'll talk to you guys soon either on here or off the air on just you know regular phone but i'll talk to you guys soon all right all right. Awesome. Bye. Take it easy, All right. So that leaves us with Sarah. I'm putting it out there. You don't have to call tonight. You can call another night. Another fantastic call. Aliens on this show and ghosts and named ghosts and ghosts not at home. Uh, no, we're not there yet, Stitch. Don't worry. We're getting there soon. Um, 
I will not be there for him if the aliens come. <laughs> All right, sorry, Dave, sorry. Uh, Sean won't be there for you. I, I, that was me saying that, not her. Sucks to be you, buddy. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, Fire in the Sky, great, great movie. I think it's it's based on communion. So yeah, I mean, all that stuff. Communion scared the crap out of me. Terrifying, terrifying book. So well done. I, I've toyed with uh, reaching out to Whitley Strieber and seeing if he'll be on here. But in the meantime, I doubt this Whitley Strieber. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, Kirk. How are you? Good. Who's this? This is Sarah. Yay. Hi, Sarah. How are you? <laughs> you're going to be ending the show, well, Sarah. I love it. Um, so, I went to a place called the Kendrick House. It's like a Civil War history around our community type thing. Yeah. And it's put on the Paranormal Science Lab, which is a local uh, ghost hunting company around here. And it was pretty cool. Um, like, lots of history. And, like, you got to explore the house before you went, or before, like, the tour started. And uh, it's just a weird vibe, the house, you know what I mean? Like, it just so creepy, but that's what we were there for anyway. Sure, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you go, yeah. Um, so we, this was, like, a couple of years ago. And, like, once the tour started... She was going through some of, like, the things that's happened there. Like, not just the history stuff, but, like, the scary stuff. And um, we were sitting in the, like, dining room area where they'd actually perform surgeries during the Civil War. They had someone laying on the actual table that was in the house. Holy crap. And, yeah, it was pretty, it was good. And, like, um... It, like, they had the person that was laying on the table say, like, oh, my leg hurts or whatever, you know, because they would actually touch you. You could feel pressure. I wasn't um, brave enough to do that. But I was sitting along the wall over, like, way back, like, out of the, out of the, the big group. Yeah. And, like, out of the corner of my eye, I kept something even though it was like completely dark this was darker and i just kept watching it and i nudged my uh sister-in-law she was with me i nudged her and she was like what i said look over there and watch i'm pretty sure she was oh my god did you see that i was like yes yes that's what i mean that's what i, was, I nudged you about and so um once we took a break after um, they got done with that part, and I was talking to Lisa, who is the, um, the head lady there, and she was like, oh, you saw him. I'm like, yeah, you didn't tell us about that. But, um, then there is also... Wait, wait, wait. And I kept... So, so they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you saw him. That's, that's what you're going to see. So they weren't even like, they were non-plus about it? Like, that just... Oh, yeah. Wow. So she, um, like, they hold these tours quite often there. Like, it's, it's all done by donations, like the regular day tours. And it's not like a ghost tour at that point. And, like, 
once a month or a couple times a month, they have these at night, the ghost tours. And so, like, that's how they, like, they keep up the upkeep and keep it open for everybody to come see during the day. Because a lot of times people don't pay. Sure. <laughs> and so she's, um, she works with them during the day, too. And, um, sorry, I get nervous. <laughs> ah, no, no, you're doing great. Are you kidding? This is fantastic. <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about. It's just me. Um, <laughs> no, keep going. This is great. But, yeah, she was telling us, like, after that, like, I was sitting out there talking with her, and uh, she was like, yes, here in a minute, I'm going to tell you about Harris. I'm like, okay. And so I was pressing a little bit, you know, because I, I, I don't like to wait. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, she was telling me that Carrot is the little girl ghost, and she's quite a little trickster. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, no, no, no. Like, she's really friendly. But she, like, like if you have long hair, she'll come up behind you and, like, paint on your hair a little bit, or uh, just, like, little kid stuff. She messes with the, wind, the, the curtains in the window and the upstairs in her room. Um... You could hear it going up and down the stairs sometimes. I didn't hear that. And I never actually saw her. But we did, like, the flashlight, where you talk to them with flashlights, and they answer questions sure. during the flashlight. Um, and she was there. And, and did, they, did you get the responses? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they asked all kinds of questions. I and love she that. Said, she was there. Yeah, it was really cool. And then they asked her if she wanted to play ball. And she said yes. And so uh, they just took a regular rubber ball, like a little kid ball, and, like, gently rolled it, and she rolled it back, and they rolled it back to her. They did that for about five minutes, and it was pretty cool. Like, Pretty cool. Um, That's awesome. That is, like, complete, like, interaction with uh, with a ghost and, and, a known, <laughs> and a known ghost, a ghost girl. Yep. They actually have... Um, video footage of it, not from the night that I went, but from other nights they've done investigations. They have video of it on um, YouTube. That's cool. Wait, what's what's this place called? I want to check this video out. Uh, it's Paranormal Science Lab and it's at the Kendrick House. I, I got to find this video. If I, if I can't find it, I'm going to hit you up because I definitely want to see this. I love... I love interactions with ghosts. I don't like kid ghosts. They're the ones that scare me. I don't, I don't know why. That's the dumbest thing. I mean, why am I singling out? It's not their fault that they died and they're ghosts. But for some reason, kid <laughs> ghosts scare the fuck out of me. But especially when they're touching you and stuff. Like, I don't mind playing ball. I'll play ball with a ghost all night long. I think that's awesome. Um, now, oh, it, it really was. <laughs> was, how was how was everybody reacting the first time that that ball rolled back? Everybody kind of gasped. So, it, <laughs> but, but people were into it. They weren't like, ah, fuck this, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. No, nobody left. Um, I don't think it started around maybe nine, and we didn't get out of there until almost three. Oh, wow. That is a long night. That's awesome. So, it's not like you're there oh, for yeah. an hour or anything. Oh, no, no, no. Like, they were there as long as, you know, people were still interested, and we were still, like, um, you know, getting interesting things happening like they brought in the, the k2 meter or whatever it's called sure yeah did all kinds of things. um 
I should Bye. I should bring that stuff out. I've got it all in the in the room right back there. Um, I should bring out that and the spirit box and everything. Maybe I'll do that for the next episode, and 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 everybody can ooh and ah when lights go on and off. Um, I I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um. Also, at that uh, at that house, like afterwards, we were all sitting in the parlor room, and um, she was saying that the brothers um, would sometimes come and interact with people, and we were just sitting there in the quiet, like because I mean it was starting to die down, and um, then all of a sudden, I felt like. I don't even know how to say it. It, like, brushed the hair on my arm. And then, of course, I got goosebumps all over and kind of freaked out a bit. Sure, of course, as you do. <laughs> yeah. That's a normal but reaction that, to that. Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. And, like, they turned on the light. And, like, they, they could see my hair, the hair on my arm standing up and everything. And they were like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Huh? That's, I love that. That's cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, I've also done a tour, at, like a ghost tour at um, in Carthage, Missouri at the Opera House. Oh, sure. I it's, know that. Yeah. Oh, you've heard of that? I have. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I guess every day around three o'clock, there is a ghost that falls down the stairs because he died there. Yeah, yeah, they, um, that one is, seems to be a definite residual haunting, where it is like clockwork, yes. yeah. Now, oh my gosh, we went there in the middle of August, and there was no air circulation whatsoever, and that was probably the most miserable I have ever been on a bed hunt, ever. <laughs> <laughs> but we kept getting, <laughs> my brother and sister-in-law were also there, on that one, and it was pretty cool. It had a lot of, a lot of neat history because, like, you take a walking tour of the Carthage Square, and then um, you go back up in there and then continue on with the ghost tour. But we were all studying there, and like, I'm telling you, it was so hot. There was no air circulation whatsoever. Uh, I would not do well with that. And oh, well, I was almost ready to just leave because I don't do good when I'm really, really hot. Like, I get mad. Sure. Easily. Sure. <laughs> As well you should, yes. And then all of a sudden, um, it got, like, ice cold. And my sister-in-law and I both um, had goosebumps because it was so cold. Definitely um, not anything to do with, there was no, like, fan or anything. Sure. Ice cold. And I, and I, doubt, I doubt it was you in the, like, you know, sometimes when you get past that little too hot, almost passing out stage, you you start to get the cold sweats. I don't think it was that. It, it wasn't that, was it? No, 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 it wasn't yeah. that. Um, and it's funny because we were sitting in these, like, old theater chairs. Like, they're not they're not um, from that building, but they're, like, keeping it back together to look the time period. They're restoring it. That's the word I'm looking for. Sure. Um... They were storing it, and so they had found these chairs, and they were pretty. They were pretty cool. We sat in them, and <laughs> it was like a row of like four of them or whatever. And my brother and uh, my sister-in-law were sitting with me. Like I said, my sister-in-law, both on the side that we were sitting, like uh, our arms were almost touching. 
that's the side that we were, um, both got really, like, super cold. And my brother, like, was literally setting a chair over, and he's like, I don't feel anything. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty cool. Nobody else saw anything or felt anything that night. But um, at the Carthage Square, sorry, I have to say this because it's so cool. I don't know if you like history, but I love history. Oh, I absolutely I love history. That's my favorite thing about like walking through down. My only thing I like about walking through downtown LA and Hollywood. I love history. I didn't when I was in high school, but since I've graduated, yep, I really get into it. Um, but they have um, where they have like underground tunnels where the slaves would come through and do the grocery shopping, so they wouldn't be. Um, like, interrupting everybody else's Oh, day, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yep. And so we got to go down, we couldn't actually go down in into the tunnels because it was flooded, but um, we got to go down to the entrance, and that was pretty cool. I had no idea that they had tunnels like that, but I think that would be really cool to go down and, like, walk in those and have a ghost tour there. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I would love that. kind. I, I absolutely love that kind of stuff. The sad history stuff is, you know, brutally sad, but it's it's part of what happened. I want to know the real stuff of what happened. I want to be in this the real places. So I'm I'm 100 percent with you. And when you combine that kind of history with the paranormal, fuck, that's I love that. That's the best. Oh, yeah. It really is. See, um, I don't know why you get nervous to call. You have great stories. <laughs> uh, I have one more little quick thing. But please, I won't tell please. you the whole story because I'll call in at some other time. Oh, oh it's a tease. Family, Are you giving us a tease? I like this. Okay, go ahead. I guess. Our family has owned our farm for 175 years this year. Wait, and what? Yes. It was given to us by President Pope. Um, President fighting in the war. President James K. Polk. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! I have to make sure that's the name of the president, but I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, like, um, we've had lots of weird things happen on our property. And um, actually, my grandpa was my great grandpa was actually murdered in our house. Holy crap! What do you mean mur- murdered by whom? How? Wait, I look. I know this well, is just a tease, but you can, this is a big <laughs> tease. Okay, so my grandpa was murdered. Um, my grandpa had COPD. He had to be on oxygen all the time. But other than that, he was in good shape. Like as long as he had his oxygen on, he wasn't doing anything. He was in decent shape, especially for his age. And he had. Um, so, like, a nurse that would call and be with them, like, throughout the night, and then another one would come during the day, because he had someone here 24-7. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what we're guessing is someone stepped on his, like, one of the nurses, like, stepped on the air hose, because my grandpa had a very vivid imagination, like, he could tell you stories, and he would just make you believe them. And he was a very avid treasure hunter, so he liked to see. Avid treasure yeah. hunter? Yeah. 
Gee, are you sure you're not just describing the, the plot to National Treasure to me right now? What is happening? This is awesome. <laughs> no, like them and his friends, they used to go out and they used to metal, like metal detect, and they used to do all kinds of crazy things. Like there's, um, there's like supposedly a lost silver mine or something in Arkansas that's not very far from here. I don't know. Like he used to tell stories all the time. I think that's where I got I love I got my love of adventure because I would sit there and listen to his stories. Did he but, did he find <laughs> treasure? My my grandma, his daughter, said that he never found anything that really amounted to anything. Oh. But he always had wild adventures, you know what I mean? Like always. He embellished from from what I understand. But he would tell people that he had um he buried money out in the yard and he had all kinds of money that he had buried with she didn't. Did you wait? Have you have you searched this? Have you checked this out? Did you get a metal detector and do this? Because if not, I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, um, no, but my grandpa never really had a lot of money to begin with. You know what I mean? Well, sure, so, but but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Look, my great uncle didn't have a lot of cash. Um, you know, he had a farm, he had everything, you know, w- was fine, but not rich by any stretch of the imagination. He did bury money because that was just a thing that people did. They, they, you know, they, they didn't trust the banks. The banks had collapsed and everything. So people would bury money. It's a very possible thing. Like it could have happened. Even if it's not a ton of money, finding money, find, look, that's treasure as far as I'm concerned. Like, uh, when the second this is over, I'm going and watching the new episode of Curse of Oak Island because I love that stuff. That is, I have been watching that since episode one. I love that show. As have I. It's it's one of my best. It's one of my favorite shows. And I hate when people are like, they never find anything. This show sucks. I'm like, no, then stop watching. But it, I, I find it riveting. I, I I cannot wait to see what they what they come up with this year. Oh, I do too. I enjoy that show. So much. Like, even when they don't find anything. Look, they, they... I don't know if you're paying attention to the chats, but everybody else is like, hey, first, your stories are awesome. you, And everybody loves you. You're This is the best. This is dope. But also, everybody's going to go to this farm and, and they're going to start metal detecting because they all think that you should be metal detecting. And, and look, everybody wants to do this it's one after another. I want to do that. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Look, <laughs> look. A, the fact that you're, it's 175 years, is that what you said? Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and there's, you don't live on the farm though, do you? Oh, I most certainly do. Yeah. I've lived here <gasps> my whole life. Really? Um, That's awesome. We actually have a family cemetery on our property. And, um, the, I've got so many stories. <laughs> All right, look, but, look, I definitely want to hear more about this, but I think that this is the perfect hook to get people to come back to the next episode or whenever your stories or whenever you're ready to share, because I have so many questions. I have questions about the murder. I have questions about the treasure hunt. I have questions about the farm. I have questions about James K. Polk. And have you heard the song by They Might Be Giants called James K. Polk? I have so many questions. I want to do a paranormal almanac field trip. Yes, Lauren McCune. But... I think this is the perfect spot to to end this episode. I'm not even going back to the rest of the predictions because this was an amazing, cool, National Treasure-esque ending to this episode. So, first of all, 
Thank you so much. Oh, wait, I, wait, before I let you go, Russ wanted to know how was dinner. Oh, actually, I got to go out today, and I went to Arby's and brought dinner home. There you go. That's a win on all <laughs> kinds of levels. I like it. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. You have to call back. I have so many questions, but I want to I save it for the next one. Okay, I will definitely call back. Thank I'm, I'm, you I'm so holding, much. I'm, oh, thank you. I'm holding you to this. I cannot wait. This was awesome. All right. See, see, I love when people are like, um, of course I was going to mention they might be Giants, Brian. I was. I, that's the only thing I thought of. And yes, this is nail polish. This is nail polish. Um, uh, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, no, like, I love when people are like, ah, I don't know if I should call. I don't know what the story is. Oh, I can take these off now. I can I can hear again. It was getting loud again. But um, pardon me. But I love it when people are like, ah, I don't know if it's a good enough story. Are you kidding? That was a fantastic story. That had so many levels and layers and twists and turns that I didn't see where it was coming next. You had kid ghosts and 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 murdered relatives, and which I didn't even get to the end of that. Did we find out? Wait, did we find out who murdered him? I got so wrapped up in all of the mind-blowing stuff of the story I don't think we did. I got to remember to ask that. Uh, if I forget to ask that, Andy, oh, tell your dad I said hi. Uh, Andy or someone, tell tell me to you know ask that question or you guys ask that question because so many layers. I got to find out where this farm is before you guys do because I want to go and metal detect. I love metal detecting. Um, I used to have a metal detector when I was a kid. I want to get another metal detector um, really badly. There's a TV show called The Detectorists. It's a UK show. It's brilliant. It's the best. It's it's like a, a scripted show. It's not like reality, like Curse of Oak Island, but it's a fantastic show. But um, do we we had aliens, didn't we, Jeff? I think we. Had, oh, her story didn't have aliens. That's true. So you got to work on that for the next episode, Sarah. If you can get abducted tonight or tomorrow before the next show, you know, for me, I would appreciate it. Um, you know, sorry, um, but you know, uh, there's a lot to this. There's a lot of layers to this story. I got to find out what happened to the grandpa, but, uh, forget the, forget the other, it was like Y2K and it was something else. I already forgot what the other one was. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, the rapture. Yeah. The rapture happened. May, 2011 rapture didn't happen. We didn't get raptured. I'm still here. Still wearing stupid shirts. Um, okay. So let me end this, uh, episode for the podcast part of it. And then a uh, one thing for just the people watching here. So hold on one second. Let me end this for just the podcast. Well, I hope you guys really appreciated this episode. I hope you really liked it. I had a fantastic time on this episode. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Savig, and this has been another edition of There Goes Stitch, Paranormal Almanac. All righty, so let me hit stop on this. I'm real